0: Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me, as always, is Trevor Scott. Hello. Hello. We're back for episode 202. 202.
1: It's and half of an gonna...
0: error page. <laughs> <laughs> I think there is actually a 202 HTTP response code. It's some sort of success. Mm-hmm. Uh... 202 no content or 202 accept? I'm not sure. Anyway, enough nerdity from our day jobs. I think we're going to do... I can see Trevor looking it up, though. Maybe I should wait. I think <laughs> we're going to do some regular click pitch. We might do some second chance click pitch. We might jump, drop some movie stuff in there. But uh, let's get right into it. Sounds
1: good. So, 202 accepted. Your request has been accepted for processing. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. So, let's start off with some typical click pitch. Ramped up click pitch.
0: Yep. So, this is a game where we each have a random word generator in front of us and on the count of three, two, one, click... We're each going to get a new adjective and a noun phrase, and we're going to read those out. We're going to throw them at each other, jam them together, turn them into a game design. So, Trevor, tell me what you got. one click. Understandable Delta. Protected Wave.
1: Hmm. So, I'm just wondering, you know, we've heard of like, gamma radiation and all these sort of things. Delta mm-hmm. is within the Greek letters, <laughs> letters and all that sort of stuff. So, <laughs> is there a delta radiation? I know
0: there's a delta is force. Is delta radiation a thing? A delta ray is a secondary electron with enough energy to escape a significant distance away from the primary radiation beam and produce further ionization. That's not a thing we know about. <laughs> no. But I, I don't know. I, I, I like the idea of an
1: understandable delta. And what were your words again? Even though I could check it out, protected wave, protected wave. I do like the so idea I mean, of, of delta like, and wave. Delta and wave do do fit together quite mm-hmm. quite well. Ooh, I, I'm kind of I'm picturing this as, and this is going to get a little bit scientificy and complete bullshitty for a little while. This mm-hmm. is just after the Big Bang. Okay, and, and you're a a single particle or whatever, trying to get away from the gravitational pull of the of the of a massive black hole. And it's sort of like <laughs> it's a procedural it's a procedural run through the galaxy where you're trying to stay away from all these different like black holes and things. Okay,
0: okay. So this is an arty like stylistic game. It's essentially an endless runner. Yes. Where you're sort of blasting out, pulling away from the gravitational pull, and all around you, planets and dust and gases are are forming and crashing into each other, and it's- Well, I think what you're trying to do
1: is that you're almost like Katamari Damasing it. Dharma singing it as you're going through through dust clouds and stuff and you're trying to gather as much dust as you can, and effectively you're you're trying to create like a small planetoid. Okay, so I could like- see it being Yeah.
0: Mm. I could see it being interesting if it was in in the style of Endless Runners, you've just got you know multiple tracks. Yeah. Um, maybe it could even be like a three by three grid of of positions that you can be in as you're kind of moving forward through that space. But, yeah, you're you're kind of having to judge whether you're big enough yet to pick up a particular piece of debris that's coming towards you in one of those areas or whether you need to dodge it and get out of the way. Yeah. Because or, or be pulled into he, its gravitational pull sort of thing. And... Oh, that could be interesting to bring some gravitational stuff into it. Yeah. So, as like, you... Like, maybe you can't even pass within... Like, one square of something particularly massive or more massive than you, you have to be, like, two squares away and it will actually pull you into that middle. Like, if there, if something on the right that's, you know, too massive in sort of the right center square is coming, if you're in the middle square as you go past it or, like, above or below it, you're going to be sucked into it. Yeah. Um, if you're further away, like, if you're in the far left, then it is going to pull you in, but you'll get past it. But, but when you- and you'll be in that middle square.
1: Yeah. Uh, and so, and, yeah, and really I, having to- like- I like the idea that because you can't get acceleration as such, you've only mm-hmm. got so much acceleration from the start. Like, you can- Yeah. Um, as, as you get closer to other the, all the um, pieces, you're going to start slowing down. And if you slow down too much, you actually can get, you know-
0: Is there a bit of a slingshot effect, though, of those more massive-
1: To speed yourself up. Yeah, maybe.
0: Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's not that being close to it will, will pull you into it and and hit it. Maybe it's, if you're too close to it, it'll slow you down because you sort of get pulled into its gravitational pull, but then just manage to get out kind of behind it. But if you're too away, then you, you get caught in it, but just enough to be like slingshotted past it. Um, and use its mass to, (laughs) to 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 generate propellant acceleration. Yeah. 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 I could see some really interesting. Kind of, you know, fast paced uh, decisions. Yeah. Like decisions it's that it's you almost have to a, a
1: Twitch based uh, Endless Runner in which, yeah, as you actually with get, those a, a, as you get, you know, the perfect two away, two away, two away, two away, and all of a sudden, you know, you're going at, you know, you're gradually exactly, accelerating, yeah. accelerating, accelerating.
0: Essentially, you're sort of having to learn the sweet spot for a particular sized. Or, like, the ratio compared to you. I don't know at what point. I guess you'd probably just sort of keep making the space bigger and the progression would be, like, you as a planet, you know, perhaps. I don't know. As you gain mass, you become an asteroid and then you've got enough mass to form a sphere. So, you're sort of more like a, you know, what would be a moon and then you're a planet. And then you- I don't know, do you end up as a fucking supermassive star or something, then become your own black well, hole? Well, I,
1: I think it- <laughs> Depending on what actually happens, like, if you go through, like, the ice cloud, you could end up, like, turning into, you know, effectively, like, a comet or something, and you get that, that little tail sort of heading mm-hmm. off behind. And it's-, it's That's it's, cool. I Yeah. Mm. I
0: was going to say, I like the idea of the type of, you know, interstellar body you become- being based on the sorts of things you collect, essentially, and pick up and and merge into yourself during this Big Bang process. There's just something about this
1: that I just- It's a, um, you know, an an endless runner that I've never seen attempted before. And it's a subject matter that I also haven't seen attempted that much either.
0: Yeah, I think the challenge would be making it interesting enough to look at and watch. But if, again, if I, if you're doing it in a sort of a stylistic way where as you're going through this area, all around you, you're sort of just seeing the, the universe fly by and yeah. being created and being, and changing.
1: And somewhat such. coming to
0: life over, over, you know, this effect of
1: millennia that you're actually traveling because, you know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah. It's, yeah, you, you're basically setting it over. Billions of years. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I I like that a lot. That'd be fun to play with. I
1: I kind of love the idea that, you know, as you're going through and you you end up in this solar system, you know, and you you can sort of aim yourself right at a planet that happens to be orbiting right as you're going through. You could almost take out, you know, see whether can I touch this planet and, you know, cause a global, you know, (laughs) some sort of some sort of crazy shit. Going down in it, <laughs> you know maybe you can pr- put something up about uh you know you decimated this life just as it was starting on on this planet or or maybe if yeah. if you've gone through like ice clouds and that sort of stuff, you've propagated life onto this onto this lifeless planet and <laughs> you know just come up with some sort of random thing at the end, you know sort of
0: yeah i like I like the idea of kind of having different statistics and and almost simulating the surrounding uh universe as you move through it and like in obviously in fast motion but yeah as you as you go further on you may be more likely to find planets with life on them already that yes you destroy or you pass by and you hear a cheer or something <laughs> like it's just like you made this many people happy by you know passing close to their atmosphere and giving them a nice view of yeah, something. Yeah, nice light show. Or um, yeah, <laughs> eleven people committed suicide because they thought you were the second coming <laughs> of their religious icon.
1: You flew t- too close to the sun, and you and you <laughs> instantly diminished your. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How big you actually? Uh, were. That's yeah. It's, that's cool. It's really cool.
0: Alright. Three, two, one, click. Lenient competitor. Planted pose. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, those words first brought to mind. hmm Competitive statue. Being. What's it called when you're, like, up on the side of the street busking as a human statue? <laughs> Competitive human statue. In VR. <laughs> <laughs> maybe- Well, maybe in VR. Or I was thinking sort of a physics-based thing, right? So, planted pose made me think of, like, getting into a pose where you are planted as such, where you are stable. uh But then you're, yeah, like, lenient- you know, in in the true sense of the word means, you know, to give someone whatever, some some uh, leeway, but it made me think of leaning. And so, it's, it's sort of about having to have the other person break their pose in some way. Mm-hmm. But- <laughs> Actually, oh, that could be kind of cool. Maybe you've got a certain amount of, like, movement points and you have to move like a robot. So, it's like moving, you know, one (laughs) joint at a time, essentially. You're popping and locking. (laughs) But you're putting yourself into- Maybe- I don't know if you've maybe got goal positions and you're each trying to get into a position or positions that might, like, interlock with each other in some way or- or basically, you can't both get into the same position- but you basically have to you essentially have to take in turns to move your limbs a certain amount, and then it's the other person's turn, and you're strategizing. So
1: the question is: Is this basically posing in Blender and trying to trying to actually get the the arm to line up? Because you know how hard that is with like IK and all that sort of stuff. Like,
0: well, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking this is maybe 2D.
1: Oh, I was hoping for 3D because then you've got the whole thing that that you got to sort of turn it on its side, and there you go. Oh, damn it! Even though it's looking fine from the front view, on the side view, <laughs> it's, it's like, like halfway <laughs> through the body,
0: <laughs> it's clipping through. Well, then. it could be 3D. So it could be similar to in a way. Did you? I don't. We've never played this together, but I don't know if you've seen Mount Your Friends and Mount Your Friends 3D. No. So, essentially, in- I haven't played it, but I've watched some videos of it. In Mount Your Friends 3D, you're taking in turns, I think, to essentially climb a tower of frozen bodies of all your fr- previous attempts. Mm-hmm. And so, you're kind of- you can get yourself into a pose and kind of reach into place to to get as close to a position as you want. And then when the time runs out, you freeze into place and essentially become part of this structure. And then the next person is climbing that structure and, and trying to lock onto you and, and also reach out to then, you know, get even higher. So I'm, I'm almost, I'm wondering if you could use a similar sort of thing where you're not, you're not literally sort of moving each limb, you know, joint by joint, mm-hmm. but maybe, yeah, maybe you use some IK. Maybe you, you use some sort of smart positioning of limbs where you're directing, you know, approximately where you want a limb to go. But yeah, you've got a certain <laughs> amount of movement to let, to make that happen. Yeah. I keep on coming
1: back to the idea of being statues in VR and having to like get back to when someone comes up and you, and they see you and you start seeing like the little eye grow and it's like, Oh, quick, get back into the. Back into the pose, and you're holding it there, <laughs> holding it there, holding it there. <laughs> and then you can start. Then you can start moving again. Like how posing. is it
0: competitive? How is the comp- how is the competition? You're, is you're, it you're trying a, to. It's a multiplayer
1: game. It's a multiplayer game. You're trying to make um, the other person break. So the uh, the idea is that um, if uh, you're okay. not being looked All right, at, I like then you that can better. you can throw shit at at your friend <laughs> to try and make him
0: break. Okay, <laughs> I like that better. I like that better because then I like the idea of having. All right, yep, yeah, let's pivot to that because you could have things that, like, distract the other people around as well. So, like, if you throw something over there that, like, makes a noise, they'll all look over there and then they're looking at your competitor and then you can just, like, fucking make wankings motions <laughs> and-, and make them laugh uh, or whatever. <laughs> and maybe you've got different props and tools and stuff that you can pull out.
1: You throw birdseed on them and all of a sudden they're getting pooped on. And
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you could have a combo of, like, birdseed and then, you know, stuff that means that people will be looking at them for the next 10 seconds and they've got no choice but to stand there and get shit upon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and the idea is that, um, you know, people start running away when they start seeing the- um, if they see, like, the the statue move- so they they sort of lose points in that in that respect.
0: Well, I think you I think you're literally trying to make money, right? So uh, I think it's a uh, I think there's a uh, a balance of you do want people to look at you while you're frozen. So using those distracting things can be to your own benefit, where it's like, oh, they're getting all the attention, and I don't have any way to fuck them up right now. But I can take the attention off them and freeze and get some money because if you know if they look at you for long enough and you do well, then they'll throw money in the hat. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, if you do that, then that the other player is probably going to be fucking you up and and you know attempting to do things as well. So yeah, I think it's really trying to lure the lure the 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 pedestrians to you. If you think you can make money from them and yep. strategically utilizing props and different things to, but again, to, to really fuck with the people that, you know,
1: are looking at you strategically at the right time, you know, coming to life and, and, you know, like scaring, scaring the AI people because the, the whole thing is, you know, they're wanting to see you as, as smooth as possible. So they, they can sort of see the tracking data. And if it move, or the computer can, and if it moves yeah. within, you know, a certain thing, uh, people get, ga- or the computer will gauge how well you actually did, depending on how far it actually moved. And then, like, if you then it'd be do interesting something to, to like, to like scare It'd be them interesting
0: all. to measure the movements. Obviously, with VR, you've only got the position of, of the head and the, uh, and the hands, but, a lot of games will do, you know, inverse kinematic elbows and stuff. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you can do it to, like, measure how smoothly you move sort of only one joint at a time. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're actually moving robotically, then you won't scare them as much. But if you move more- like move too naturally, then they won't like it as much. Or, yeah, they'll- or they'll be scared off. Or, like, yeah, if you if you- If you jump into motion from nothing, then- Well, that could be a strategy, though, because that can be funny sometimes. Oh, yeah. Like, if you scare someone by jumping into motion when they're up real close and looking at you, then they might get scared, but then laugh and throw a buck in. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's another one of those ones where I'm like, oh, I want to mess with that.
1: I did have another idea, and it was literally where you've got X number of people in in the game- and um, they're all trying to figure out which of the statues is actually you in VR. So they're all going around <laughs> throwing things at you, the statue, and you've got to try and keep very
0: still. So kind of a almost a spy party kind spy of thing. Party where kind of you're thing. trying to blend in, yeah. So that was the other. That and was the other. is thing. another cool option. I feel like that that's tricky because it's hard to force the VR player to do something like stand on one leg or do a particular pose or something, right? Like, because- And, like, having things thrown at them virtually, if they don't see it coming, they might get a little bit of a surprise, but, you know, they could just close their (laughs) eyes um, to do really well. So, no, I I think we- I I do like that idea, but I think we stick with our competitive, strategically using props uh, via- Robot yeah. Busking simulator. That's really cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> okay. So,
1: what should we do now? Should we, should we dip into some second chance click pitch?
0: Sure. Do you want to tell our listening audience what this new, as of episode 200, segment is? Yeah. So,
1: basically in episode 200, about 20 minutes before we actually got started, I came up with the idea that we're going to go back to our first lot of episodes- into the vault. Into the vault of episodes and find, like, some, some of the original click pictures and give them a second chance at becoming a game.
0: Yeah. So, essentially, we're going to take the pictures that we had back then, forget the games we made, which we quite literally have done, mm-hmm. uh, and just use that prompt to come up with a new game. See how it might- You know, then we can look back and see how it might differ over- Two hundred episodes. We haven't yet, but four you years. can. <laughs> yeah, go back and listen. This is this is a reason for you to go. Hey, I wonder what they did with that prompt the first time. Yes. So uh, should we just start from the top? Um,
1: I'm a- I'm happy to just choose one at random. I.e. the 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 one that I'm that I'm sort of going towards. Which is one do
0: you want to do? Cool
1: do corpse. Cool corpse. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I don't know whether I mean the first thing that comes to my head is weekend burning. Weekend at burning. But I
0: think that's <laughs> where we went to last time. So I think it is. That's what I was also thinking. <laughs> I think that is where we went to last time. I do think of a dead person in sunglasses, which obviously we can admit. Super cool. So mm. maybe this is more around the actual temperature of a corpse. Yes. Maybe this is some sort of thing where, if you don't keep a corpse cool enough, they might come back as a zombie or uh, some Ooh. sort of undead creature. Yep. But if you keep them too cool, then they come back as like a, a vampire or something like that. Like if you if you <laughs> well, or if you, keep, if you if you if you if they're too cold and then you like drop them, they'll just shatter, and you won't get the points for like delivering them to where they're supposed to go. Like there's some sort of there's some sort of reason you don't want that to happen. I don't know if you get- if, I don't know if you're delivering them or waiting. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm sort of picturing an arcade kind of maybe couch competitive sort of thing almost where, I don't know, maybe you can throw a nearly thawed corpse at your <laughs> apartment and they have to <laughs> deal with it, you know, along with their other ones.
1: Um, <laughs> for some reason, my mind's gone to the game Cool Spot, but then, um, the Cool Spot character becomes, like, gets
0: replaced by a cool corpse, and <laughs> it's just a weird branded platformer with a <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Ragdolling dead body <laughs> about jumping around I'm literally thinking that you're, you're dragging
1: You're dragging this doll around Throughout these different platforming levels And you've got to try and get them Get them to the end of, of each level With the least amount of damage possible
0: Okay, okay I could see a platformer where you essentially You play someone who has been bitten by a zombie Mm-hmm But you know that as long as you keep cool, the zombification process can- Will will not take hold. And so, throughout the levels, you've sort of got ways that you can cool down. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you warm up, then it does start to affect your movement. You can't- You know, you start moving slower. You start maybe having limbs fall off. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, uh, now that I'm saying it, that sounds difficult Maybe it's more of like a Lemmings type game <laughs> Where you have to get zombies to the end I, I Without still, I them falling like to I still like my pieces? idea
1: of you're a coroner And you're literally trying okay. to get the corpse Across this platforming level But unfortunately your coroner van has broken down And you've got no way of getting it other than
0: dragging Oh, is that what you're saying? Yes Okay I might have just like not listened to that yeah. part. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, so you're like grabbing different sections of this ragdoll. Yeah, corpse. you can basically
1: grab by the <laughs> grab by the arm, but if you if you pull too hard and you know it gets gets sort of stuck, then you can you know literally rip the arm out of its socket if it warms up too much. Because obviously, there's still yeah. Temperature so are there, are
0: there similar? Yeah, there's still temperature things that you can cool it back down at certain in certain places.
1: Yeah, because if it gets okay. if it gets too warm, then you know you, you're basically uh, speeding up the um, the amount of decay that the body is. Yeah, is the having. decomposition. Yeah, decomposition rate increases exponentially. <laughs> you try mean, and get across a we'll hot tweak. plate,
0: and you smell some nice like. Oh god! <laughs> then it starts attracting animals and things. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> uh it's it's gross, but I just had the uh, the uh, the image of you know you're getting close to the end it's it's warming up but you think you can make it and then a fucking vulture comes down and grabs the leg that you're not holding onto <laughs> and just and pulls it up into the air and this ragdolling corpse is you having to like yank it off this bird <laughs> you do manage to get to the end but you know the bird gets the leg <laughs> you lose points i'm
1: i'm just the the amount of different areas that you could you could take this you know gradually warming corpse You know, kind of Celeste like.
0: (laughs) Are you thinking 2D or 3D? (laughs) 2D. Okay. Because I could see it, I could see it in both. I could see it working okay in both, but yeah. There's something about
1: the, the 2D aesthetic that could just look funny where, you know, you gotta, you gotta try and, um, jump across, hit this, hit this switch to open up the door and get back to the corpse before, you know, rats and mice have got, got into the corpse and you, you
0: sort of, yeah. The, <laughs> if, yeah. No matter how, you know, if, if it's not just completely frozen, then. Yeah, if you leave it in one place for too long, it'll start getting bugs and, and rodents Oh, you, you have to, you like, see, scare you off. see
1: visible stink lines coming off it. Like, you can tell how bad the corpse is depending on the colour of the stink line.
0: <laughs> and now I'm just thinking about all the classic platformer-style levels. So, the ice level, like, it stays cool really quickly, but it slides like fuck. So, if you let that thing go, it could just slide off a cliff and be gone. The, the, like, lava level, really quite difficult <laughs> <laughs> to keep it cold. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) The water level, well, all the gases are building up inside it. So, it actually makes a really good raft. (laughs) It's Uh, (laughs) floating. It's floating along. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, depending on the temperature of the water, don't don't let the fish get to it. (laughs) <laughs>
1: Depending on how many wounds that, it, that it's sustained and and the leakage of of the bodily fluids,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, like you you lost three fingers while it was cold, but now it's warming up and the blood's starting to you know flow again. Well, it's not really flowing; it's just sort of like. Um, dripping. It would, uh, <laughs> yeah. I guess it would be.
1: It would not be flowing as such, but except of course if you do a couple of compressions and then the heart sort of, you know, starts pushing the pushing the blood through the body again. But if it's congealed, or yeah. Or maybe this whole time, <laughs> it,
0: maybe maybe this is actually not a corpse it, as such. It's a it's a cryogenically frozen billionaire. Uh and <laughs> you're, you're trying to get them in one play you're their assistant you're trying to get them back to the cryo facility <laughs> okay the cryo <laughs> facility is actually broken
1: like and and you've got you know you're you're <laughs> you're, you're trying to help <laughs> help the billionaire out by by getting him into the into the backup cryo facility acro- across yeah. a different level
0: <laughs> exactly I love the idea of you get them there and he's reanimated, but he's lost like three limbs and he's trying to walk. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, uh, his head fell off. Damn it. Yep, <laughs> Lost oh well. this one. Eat the rich.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Three, two, one, second chance. Should we do another? Yeah, your choice this time. All right. I'm thinking mighty tense. Ooh. This is tense with a T-E-N-T-S. Ah, I thought it was really
1: tense, but it's just tent. It's (laughs) just tense.
0: Uh, Is this maybe a circus related thing?
1: Okay. Because I was just thinking, I have a feeling where we went. Where we went to last time
0: was just a VR tent putting up simulator, so- I think it was, yes. (laughs) Let's stay away from that. So, moving away from (laughs) actual camping and thinking maybe other things. So, yeah, maybe this is around a- It's a VR circus tent putting up- No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) 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 Ooh, yeah! (laughs) Something to do with- Competitive circus tent. (laughs) No, I wonder if this is just some sort of- Building up your circus over time. Like, I like the idea of Mighty Tents being just- It could even be the title of the game, right? And it's sort of some way of- Yeah, you named Kevin Mighty.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you're just selling tents. <laughs> Come down to Kevin's tents. We've got Mighty
1: Tents. We've got Little Tents. No, I'm thinking Ke- Kevin Kevin Mighty's circus and- you know, Okay, it's-, it's his circus.
0: It's his circus. Sure. Uh, the ring—he's the ringmaster. Yes, of this circus. And he started off with nothing, nothing but a three-man tent <laughs> and a two juggling balls. That's All he had.
1: He lost the third one. A three-man tent. So it's basically he starts <laughs> off with a camping tent and he finally upgrades yeah. to, upgrades to the big top.
0: Yeah, he was—he was only in the tent because. It was hot outside and he, he, like, he sets up the tent down on Burke Street, <laughs> starts busking there, <laughs> but he makes his way all the way up to a big top circus. Um, okay.
1: So, I suppose the, the question is what sort, of, what sort of action are you able to control in this? Is it all about this is a, you know, a strategy game of you've spent this much money on- Hiring these sort of clowns, or is it a more action-based
0: spinning plates sort you of? Know, <laughs> <laughs> it is a strategy game, but not not like a management game because I know you hate those. Yes, yeah. this is actually more like Civilization, and it's circuses versus other circuses. <laughs> <laughs> and as you grow your as you grow your uh, your kingdom, your circusdom. Your <laughs> giant big top in the centre grows with your uh, with the area that you control, mm-hmm. and you send out armies of clowns and acrobats to infiltrate or destroy your opposing circuit. Sirk- <laughs> <laughs> That's not a word. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: okay, so tell me how this is supposed to like impress me, given that I don't like civilization, either. <laughs> you know that. Oh, fuck off. Nah, no. I- Alright, no, no, no. I do no, no, actually I, like the idea of having multiple, multiple circuses and, basically, this town is only big enough for one circus.
0: And yeah, but I- Okay, I just had another thought about how the battles could go. So, instead of Civ, where it's just like, oh, roll some dice or whatever, like, you might hit- You might, you know, you, you go back and forth and depending on your- uh, you know, the, the, the power or whatever. I, no, I think this is more about. I do think you still have that overworld mm-hmm. of, cause, cause I just love the idea of like fucking city sized circus tents growing bigger and bigger as your, as your area grows. But when you get into a, you have to actually construct your circus units in different ways. And when you get into a fight, it becomes like a 2D side, Side by side, uh, like attacking thing, kind of like those, those, uh, flash games where you like send your troops out, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, buy different troops and stuff. But you have to have, you have to have created in such a way where, like, okay, if I put my acrobats up here, then they're sort of close enough that while the, um, the clowns down there are distracting some of the units. The acrobats will come over the top and like flip down and hit them on the head. Like, so there's action that ha- that happens as you sort of send out different units at different times or have built your little, I don't know, you've almost got like a circus siege <laughs> structure that, <laughs> that, that that trundles along. It's got a big tent on top as well, uh, all sorts of flames and shit. And you can, you can make that from scratch.
1: I'm just se- I'm just imagining sending in the tiny clown car. And
0: then 30 clowns come out. Yes. <laughs> fuck yes. That's like a special move. That's like a special move. I you send him a clown card. Boom. <laughs> 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 there's like an explosion of clown units comes out and just starts fucking stabbing everyone. Because
1: they are murderous clowns, of course.
0: Oh, it's gory as fuck. These are like hardcore circus
1: yoke. Yep. Um, so, is this in the distant future where the only thing- only thing left in entertainment is circuses? Yeah,
0: I'm kind of thinking this is basically Mad Max, but with circuses. Instead of cars. That makes sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm definitely- I'm definitely getting, like, a dystopic future.
0: (laughs) Where Think of the characters. Think of the characters you could come up with for, like, the leaders of the different circuses and how they could look- Oh, with just fucking weird clown makeup! Or, I'm, I'm picturing
1: know, Kevin Mighty looking, you know, rather normal, but then, you know, you see the the other leaders during, you know the the clown or or the the circus talks where the, the circus peace talks where they're all, you know, talking about. Well, I think having yeah. peace. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When, when you they dip when diplomacy. They send you know an acrobat in, um, one of the bad guys sends an acrobat in and you know decapitates one of the, one of the leaders and. Yeah, it's just really really
0: gone. Yeah, well the you know, you got the knife throwers, you got the
1: <laughs> you got the line tamer got, who uh, sends in the line. The line.
0: <laughs> yep, yep. Yep, I think this is this is back before they sort of started phasing animals out of uh Oh no, this is well, this is dystopian future.
1: Uh, they brought the
0: animals back in because they're assholes. Yeah, they're all down. Train well because they're all now they trained fucking war creatures. Yeah. Um. I think though with I think you can choose between Kevin and Kelly Mighty, and yep. you got you've got a character c- uh, creator. Yes. Um. So you've got all the fucking weird ass dystopian things to um yeah. to choose from, it and you can unlock new co- you know cosmetic items as you destroy other um factions. Mm-hmm. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love I'm love it. play it.
1: Um. Let's. Go back to some ramped up click pitch just for a little bit. And then I think we'll finish sure. on finish on a movie like we did Finish on a movie last week. So three right. to one click.
0: Mm-hmm. Horrified ordering. Strangest axis. Strangest? Strangest. Okay. I didn't hear the S so I thought it Drangest. I was no. like, what strangest. What is that? One?
1: Strangest. Strangest axis. So I when when you said horrifying and I was like oh this is so fourth dimensional or or fifth dimensional it's like this this idea oh. of, of like this other dimensional being that you know sort of comes in on,
0: on the weirdest axis okay it comes in on the weirdest axis but it's to get to the drive through to order some food <laughs> <laughs> hence ordering <laughs> uh- <laughs> <laughs> Uh well, where my mind went, and I know it was Axis, but my mind went to Axel, and Mm -hmm. so I was thinking of some sort of food truck, but in like, but it could be in that in that horrible dimension, (laughs) (laughs) like sort of a a road trip kind of kind of game where you're traveling, you're this food truck traveling through this weird and wonderful world. Okay, so.
1: This is literally a food truck simulator, in okay. in another dimension, yeah. with like horror horrific you know Cthulhu like beings and all this sort of stuff, and it's just all sorts of shit. It's literally just a mundane sort of food food simulator thing in which you know the the different things that you put on the menu you know human entrails and all this sort of stuff. It's all about selling it to to these demonic beings and. And you.
0: Yeah, I think I'd like ethically to have a, a table of- and <laughs> 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 Well, yeah, certainly. I do like the idea of a, yeah, a food truck simulator with like fucked up ingredients. Oh yeah.
1: Uh definitely. Yeah, you- you're running people I- over on the way on the way to it Carmageddon style and then you're scraping <laughs> up <laughs> you're all scraping the chicken out of the like, and grill
0: and pies. <laughs> Damn, that's good. Uh, <laughs> I, I do like that. I'd like to add some narrative stuff in there and almost a bit of like- a, I'm always think, thinking a bit of sort of FTL sort of stuff. Not in the Not in the main gameplay, but in the sense of like you get to choose where to drive next and that will gauge- that will determine like the types of customers or- you know, maybe special events that will happen. Like you go into an area where there are fucking geysers of hot urine or something and you have to like Ooh. be fast or you have to cook certain things to to make, you know, to, to go with that. But also that there is some sort of overall narrative where you're trying to get to the end and there are ways to fail. Like I'm yep. feeling like this is a bit more of a rogue-likey kind of thing where- Maybe as you go, you unlock different ingredients per run or something, and you have to be fast and accurate enough in each area, or you fail. Um, so
1: interdimensional food truck, so it can go between different dimensions, and you have to get the ingredients right for the dimension that you're currently in. So if you've parked in this one, in this one area, and then Mm. happen to flick the dimensional switch to to go between a couple of different dimensions, <laughs> you know, oh, you, need to, you need to make sure that, you, that you're serving the right food
0: at the right time. That sounds like it's getting complex. And it wasn't already. I don't know. <laughs> well, I I was feeling it. I was feeling it was just like traveling through this fucked up dimension because I feel like then you're going to have too many different aesthetics. Yeah. I think there can be different areas. But I think you're just in this. In okay, this, so we're not doing weird, a Star Wars thing, thing where it's just,
1: you know, you got Forest Moon of Endor, you've got Ice World of <laughs> no. you've got Sand No, I World think that's it. I think as,
0: as you, <laughs> like, you have a procedurally generated path where each of them have, you know, they might have different features, they've got different types of um, creatures that, you know, you might slowly go from the area where it's the intestine eating, you know, elf <laughs> like, yep. or whatever, yep. Uh, but you know as you travel you know further north because you've chosen that path over another path you start getting towards the people who like um, hair cooked into uh, into a gas and served in a vape pen uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh so the gaseous beans of
1: of the plains of i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought I had something there. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. You started off strong, oh, yeah. and then good I, good I just teed
1: it off really. Yeah,
0: but yeah, I, I, I like. I f- so maybe it's that the currency. Maybe the reason you're doing this is the more uh, beans you serve, the more favor you get from a particular godlike creature or something, right? So the failure state is, oh, you didn't serve enough of my minions. Crush, yeah, uh, or something like that, and and so you the choices that you make of where to go will determine like your stock of ingredients and types of ingredients, the type of characters, um, and you know how much time you might have at that spot because of environmental factors, or do you and you'll get you'll start to learn the challenges, and then maybe you can pick up additional things. Uh, you know, you finish a level, and it's like, okay, you know, um, someone gives you a special fucking disembodied eye that sits on the truck of your messed up food truck and lets you see more about the destinations that you might get to go to next. You know, like that yep. sort of that sort of power. Uh, but I kind of just like the aesthetic. But,
1: but you don't get to use it until you until you find the interface that actually. Um, interfaces it into, into you know, the computer system or you find a mouth that you can connect to it and it just speaks incessantly,
0: telling you <laughs> what it <laughs> sees. I, I do like the idea you just find a mouth. And that, yeah, it, and then it's just talking to you all the time. Uh, it does do some good for you, but it's almost not worth it because you're trying to serve up and it's just like shout, like start singing out of key. and <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I just I like I feel like the that aesthetic is really fun just because it's unusual and you could do so many different things with it. But it's almost it's still in this whimsical way. Like it's not that there's you're not trying to shock the player, you're not trying to surprise the player, you're not even te- really trying to gross out the player, but everything's fucking gross and disgusting because yep. that's just this world.
1: Yeah, and I'm just I'm I'm imagining, you know, a different different parts like you know, having the- having the character sort of go, oh, gross, dust or something like that. You know, just something purely mundane. You know, he's dealing with entrails and all this sort of stuff. And he goes, oh, I got some tomatoes oh, in the gross. entrails. <laughs>
0: There's no blood on this. There's no blood on this knife. What happened? Someone watch this. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, I, I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, also, it's in the <laughs> Also, say it's in <laughs> I mean, it feels like a fucking food preparation game these days should just be in VR. <laughs> <laughs> Everything should be in VR. Three, two, one click. Yeah. This is very basic. Wide spin. Soul chest. Chess? Chest.
1: A chest. Soul, soul. chest. S O U L? So you can go either S O U L or as is here S O L E,
0: but I do like the idea of a soul chest. Like Yeah, but the soul chest in like that could be interesting as well. There's only one of them. Mm-hmm. Why is there any one of them? What's in it?
1: <laughs> ooh. So it- wide ooh, spin. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I- I'm I'm seeing mm. like Remember how in pulp fiction when they open up the briefcase oh. and you just see like the the shining golden light come out of it.
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm.
1: Literally anytime that someone opens it up it's kind of like yep. the Zelda the zeldery thing of light streaming out of there. But you never find out what's inside it. It's sort of like it changes it changes people like as he shows yeah. he shows people what's inside it.
0: Okay, so is this is this game about transporting this chest or something? Yes, like moving this chest. Okay, why why are they moving it? It's obviously this very powerful chest. Who are they? Um, are they-
1: I, th- I think they're trying to protect it, but they're also like they're getting away. They're trying to hide it.
0: It's too powerful.
1: It's too powerful. Whatever's inside is is too powerful. It can yeah. It can change it, it can, can change, change people. people's lives. It can change people's whole personality, effectively. Right. So it
0: just has some sort of unknown effect on anyone who opens it.
1: Um maybe it's a known Powerful effect, effect. But it's just the the, the problem is that, that that known effect is that they f- they fall head over heels in love with a with a chest. And therefore <sighs> they're with now the chest. <laughs>
0: You're just having to fend off all these people who are <laughs> desperately in love with an inanimate object. Yeah. As you travel across the lands, <laughs> <laughs> quick distract them.
1: Open close. <laughs> you can only get a small this the small look at the at the object inside the chest.
0: <laughs> I kind of uh I kind of had a vision of uh, and and maybe this is because I've I started playing a little bit Death Stranding, where you've got these sort of balance mechanics. But I kind of had this idea of traveling across the land and and gathering stuff. But you the the one constant is the main thing you're you're bringing is this chest, and so the chest is always on top. But every time you pick up more things, it like makes this pile in your cart just like bigger and bigger. Uh, And so, until you've just sort of got this thing with the chest teetering on the top. Mm -hmm. And then I suppose the gameplay is around balancing that and, and managing what you pick up or decide not to or sell off or do different things with or use as a resource or I don't know. Whereas what I've got in my head is like,
1: as you're walking along, the chest is literally levitating off the ground just behind you. And you've got you've got it kind of like on a leash that you're you're pulling along, okay. but it's it's a point and click Very adventure world. Just it doesn't walk around by itself; it just gets dragged along by your character, right? But the the idea being that you know you you can store some things inside the chest, but some of these things will will actually take on a a otherworldly sort of presence if they're left in left right, in well there for maybe, too long. So.
0: I like the idea of it being on a leash because my words were wide spin. hmm So, I'm feeling like you can- that maybe you've got some more action-based mechanics where you're using this chest as a weapon, <laughs> essentially, <laughs> and, like, spinning it around to smack people <laughs> with. Uh, but you have to be careful because if you do that too much, like, things will start falling out of it. So, if you have stored stuff in it, you'll lose them or- mm-hmm. I don't know. There's some sort of- some sort of- gameplay around that (laughs) uh yeah okay i feel like we've got a few different ideas on this that aren't really going anywhere yeah pretty much should we should we do one more let's do one more (laughs) click pitch and then and then move on to a movie yes scratched spiritual stolen emulator (laughs) Uh okay. I'm picturing a another one and we've done a lot, we've done a lot of these but a n- like 90s or 2000s era desktop style game as in like y- you know everything's played on y- on the desktop. Mm-hmm. Where you get sent an emulated copy of a game that was never released because the original gold copy was scratched and somehow all the backups got deleted okay yep <laughs> but it's a but it's a horror game mm-hmm. like this this game was created for a particular reason and you know it's sort of one of these if you play it you'll you're you're gonna die sort of thing or something like some weird like weird shit starts happening on your desktop and, and as you play throughout this game, almost a bit of like Pony Island-ish yep. ish sort of stuff as well. Uh, yeah, but it, it sort of comes down to, you know, you load up your emulator and you, you bring this in and it's very- Wholesome? It's very subtle. It's wholesome,
1: but it's also um, weird shit starts happening on your, on your PC as you're doing it like-
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the game itself is. Maybe it's like a- Maybe it was a- in- maybe we make up a we, we make up a religious organization and this game was created by them to indoctrinate you know, essentially indoctrinate people in a in a happy friendly way like the same way you know, essentially, it was like, well, the Mormons go door to door and hand out their stuff. We're going to do this a bit differently, and we're going to put it in a video game, and we're, you know, we're going to get so many kids playing this game, and they're all going to want to join our fucking cult religion. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> but if we if we get big enough, then we're no longer
1: a cult, like.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all it's all a matter of size uh, and respect. But like, yeah, you start to find out essentially. That they were dealing in, like, occultish stuff. So, and, are there, are there uh, little
1: videos that you, like, unlock along the way, kind of like in in the game Control, how you can find different videos throughout the, throughout the game mm-hmm. that sort of explain some stuff happening in the background that, you know, start off kind of okay, but they,
0: they also kind of distort reality somewhat. So, I like the idea that this whole time you've got someone with you... You've got someone with you on like Messenger or something mm-hmm. and they're like helping you and, and you're sort of talking back and forth. You've sort of got this narrative back going in the background of, of this chat and that's somewhat to guide you of like, because cause I like the idea of you, you, you know, they see something interesting. They're like, oh, like jump into the hex editor. I want to see if we can find, you know- if there was anything that was cut from this game or whatever yeah and it's like i i saw something mentioned
1: of a, of this character called tom you know i ser- search for the word tom within
0: within the yeah exactly word. you can search for strings yeah yeah and then and that's where you start finding some of this stuff and like yeah it's like wait that that looks like an encoded video file like that's a that's a that's a real player file <laughs> <laughs> It's a great yeah, real media and it,
1: file and then um I, I kinda like the idea but of But somehow it's in like perfect HD <laughs> when you play it back. Oh that, that's impossible. It's like how'd they get the encoding so well and they encoded it down to like <laughs> you know three bytes
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I just there's something about, you know, those desktop games and and just taking the idea of like the the doki doki Pan- um literature club or whatever it was that sort of subverted you know mm. what was actually happening in the game and you started like really feeling like something's not quite right here and
0: well i like that type of game because it does make you feel like you're just sitting there in the dark in front of your computer yeah. which is kind of a it can when when you you know We've all as teenagers sat there in the dark and looked up creepy shit while, you know, while we're- while we're on a computer in the- yeah, like- Okay. It's- it's that same sort of thing. I like this. I want to add one little thing.
1: And that's VR. <laughs> <Okay>. Because <laughs> sitting in a darkened room- You're right. With just, like, a CRT sort of looking thing right in front of you- and
0: yeah some nice ambient sounds that that sell it you've got like the fish tank bubbling in the background and i think we did something similar to this with creating that sort of that sort of ambiance before but no i like this as yeah and then you're sort of you're you're almost i guess i guess the only downside to that is you're not typing and actually using your mouse at a computer physically which also adds to that in a big way although controller down and you're having to
1: physically use your mouse in in the game
0: oh okay and, so you're saying it's not and- a, it's not a touch controls or a it's a, it's a keyboard and mouse game but you wear the headset
1: yeah okay yeah, I mean if you, I if, you remember, if you remember the um the way that it actually worked in in say uh what's it called the Rick and morty game how you You could actually use the mouse in that and you controlled it on the screen and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't think you do the whole game like that. It's just, you know, if you if you need to do typing and that sort of stuff, you've got your two pointer fingers that you can do the the typical one finger typing. Oh, no, see,
0: I feel like you still need to- I don't know. Yeah. But then- That's
1: hard. As you're playing the game, you can basically have your character
0: pick up a controller and then you're actually able to use, like, the controller as- I just feel like they'd have to be, like, actually taking their headset on and off to be finding the different peripherals and things. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying use the actual mouse and keyboard. I'm
1: saying that in in the game, you've got your touch controller. Oh, see, that's
0: what I- No, see, that's what I was saying. Because that's not- You don't have the same- You don't have the same, uh- Like- Tactile. Tact- Exactly. That's the word I was looking for. Like, tactile experience, then, of actually- pointing and clicking and typing things. I don't know. I, I think I think you could go a different anyway, it does it doesn't matter. We could have both options in there and, and as long I I think sitting in front of your computer and you have a little thing, you know, one of those things that comes up at the at the front saying, you know, we recommend playing this game with headphones and the lights off.
1: <laughs> headphones, uh-huh. lights off or even better, VR with the lights off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or if you if you don't have a dark room playing VR. <laughs> Uh, no, we will supply the dark room, and you you can look around your room, and you can sort of see like the the faint glow of the of the fish tank in the corner.
0: I mean, yeah, look the benefit the benefit of VR, of course, is that then you can start bringing some of the weird shit into the quote real world, where yeah, it's like oh shit, I noticed that the fish. Like the bubbling bubbling thing stopped, stopped and you turn around (laughs) and, like, oh, your fish are floating on the top. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Uh,
1: (laughs) That is so creepy.
0: (laughs) Okay, I'm sold on VR now. (laughs) (laughs) um, I
1: mean, and this is going back to if you you haven't listened to any of our postmortems before, (laughs) one of the games that we did, which was called Boom, uh, from from uh global, global game, game, game jam
0: 2018 yeah. no 17 no, no 18. 18
1: 18 yeah um so that was set in in a room um it basically you were you were trying to download the latest game boom instead of doom um and the babysitter kept on coming in checking that you were doing your homework and it was very basic but that yeah what what we learned about audio in that and just mm-hmm. having like just some Gentle background noise and hearing a car. The hum by of outside. the computer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All these yeah, things. Absolutely. Um, like as soon as we put them in, it was like, oh my god, this feels like so alive. Yeah. So I think having just like creaking off in the back you know, mumbling like you're hearing your parents in the next room sort of thing, and you you look around and you can actually see like the light underneath
0: underneath the door. And yeah. every now and again like and there's a, ca- a shadow walking. You'll past see like a shadow way. go past. Yeah. Yeah. Very subtle stuff. But no, I like that a lot. Creating really creating that that uh, environment uh in a in a very powerful way. Yeah. That then yeah then you then that's when, when things start <laughs> start changing and shit hits the fan and you stop hearing your parents. Or you or hear a thump at the door and suddenly the light is not shining through as well as it was. Yeah. Like, maybe there's a body <laughs> propped up against oh, no. it. No. Um, so,
1: I'm liking the idea of a ticking clock, but time never seems mm. to move forward.
0: <laughs> mm. So- Or at least it doesn't- It doesn't until- Like, it doesn't after a certain point. Well, the clock on the wall never
1: moves, but the clock on the computer hats. Like- and and the idea of mm. of like time only seems to be progressing within the computer compared to what's actually happening around. Like, as sounds gradually starts disappearing, and and you no longer hear the ticking of the clock, and you have a look, and the and the cl- the clock is. I do
0: love that. <laughs> I do love that idea of very subtly in certain moments, like based on what's happening and and the discussions and things going on. You really- You slowly bring down those background sounds. Yeah. So, it's always just completely silent. And then, you know, something could happen and they all come rushing back or something. Because, yeah. you know, and that could just be a moment back to reality or something. Um, yeah. It could do some really cool- uh, There there are some- I'm sure there are some sound designers out there who would just have a fucking field day with a game like that.
1: Oh, yeah. And I'm picturing <laughs> that the actual- um, Like, the the graphics of the game don't have to be anything special. Um, as as what pony? Not Island necessarily. Sort of showed me.
0: Oh, of the game itself. Yeah. No, no, no. On the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think obviously the fidelity of the actual environment you're in, the room you're in, yep. in VR would need to be reasonably, you know. Oh quite yeah, good. that
1: that that needs to be, you know, on the on the 3D level sort of graphics, but really heavily pixelated or or something like that in in the game could actually yeah. work quite well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, almost like a, whether you do like a very basic 3D, um, you could do some fun stuff with like, like PlayStation 1 era, you know, boxy head models and stuff, or like Quake, Quake level 3D model sort of thing, like that sort of, that sort of style and that sort of uh, Okay. So this is resolution
1: extra unlockable content that was locked away in the game, like. The game at, no, at I start feel, is, I maybe that- is is of a certain level, and then as you as you you know decrypt some of the other files, it's like these are prototype versions that you know. I do like the eras. idea of finding
0: prototype versions in there. I just think there's some really creepy stuff you could do with like those those unmoving textured polygon faces of like or like first Tomb Raider game or something like that sort of level, like that could be creepy as fuck. <laughs> Because they can already look creepy if, like, the proportions are slightly off or, you know, the the, the UV unwrapping has just shifted the face <laughs> slightly to the side or something. Like, you could just do some the really unsettling stuff. The shadows don't stuff.
1: render quite right. Like,
0: yeah, they're yeah. in or bright just
1: light and there's a shadow on one half of the guy's face or something like that. It's just-
0: Yeah, you've got, like, fucking Zed fighting and stuff happening between- Like, just really messing with, you know, almost looking glitchy but doing it in a in a creepy way could be- Glitchy in a stylistic, creepy way. <laughs> yeah. You just have the- and there's just the one- <laughs> there's the one prop in there that is somehow super high resolution Um, <laughs> that, like, for the time would not even be possible. <laughs> <laughs> so, you just come across- well, you come across, like, a telephone that starts ringing and you're in this, like, super low poly PlayStation world and then you get there and it's like- a, a fucking three million polygons <laughs> and still running fine. <laughs> and it's just like, what the fuck? How did, like, this shouldn't be possible.
1: Oh, 3D phone and a 2D, 2D platformer that just appears. Oh, God. It's
0: like, oh, my God. How, you just hurt my brain. How would that <laughs> even, like- I do like that idea of using our actual modern technology to to create, like, to put into a, Essentially, a D-make game in a way that is just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Anyway, all right. Let's move on. That's really cool. I think we're both like actually really excited about what that could be to the point that we can't actually come up with a good end for that one. So we'll just end it and we'll do a movie. <laughs>
1: yep. Uh, we'll, we'll end it and then this might be one that I really want to take on. So <laughs> we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. I know. I, I want to create environments in VR now with cool stuff. So, uh, the way we do this generally is we both get a movie. Uh, we sort of say what we got and then we choose either the best. Uh, the movie- If we know the movies, we might do an actual tie-in to the, to the movie itself. If we don't know the movie or we just think it might work better just as a prompt from the title or the poster or the description, mm-hmm. uh, then we'll do that. We'll just basically have our way with it however we want. So, what did you get, Trevor?
1: Sydney White- a modern retelling of Snow White set against the students in their freshman year of college in the Greek system.
0: Nice. I got Footloose, but it looks like- The remake. The 2011 yeah. remake, which I didn't even realise was a thing. Yes. Uh, I haven't seen either this one or the original, so there you go.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I know that- I, I, I kind of like the idea of, of, like, Snow White modern retelling-
0: you know. Well, could could should we take that as we do a Snow White retelling, but we don't do anything that's necessarily like the movie Sydney White. We just come up with another way to retell Snow White and the yeah. Seven Dwarfs. Um, okay. So, what's the general gist of Snow White? It's like someone so, getting kicked out because yeah, she, they, gets, she gets kicked out because of- Essentially because the, the jealous evil step person. Yes. However you want to do it. You know, whichever gender we want to go with, this for any character mm-hmm. finds seven individuals. Yep. To like to lead chopper. Yep. Live with and, and, and <laughs> lead chopper <you> <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure she like cleans up for them all the time in, in the fucking original movie. Um, to become friends with essentially and then gets sabotaged in some way, put in peril mm-hmm. by the original. Antagonist. Yep. And then saved by a prince charming? Yeah. I suppose. Or princess charming. Uh, but saved by someone who they presumably have romantic intentions for. Mm-hmm. Okay. Throw me some settings. What are we setting this in? Um Is it a Western? Is it a sci fi? Is it caveman? Oh, I do <laughs> I do like the
1: idea of a sci fi Snow White. Sci fi Snow White? Yep.
0: That could be cool. So
1: this is this is like Literally, the captain's daughter, okay, who gets in trouble for for doing something it basically gets kicked down into effectively like you know one of the one of the lower
0: parts of of the crew or well, or is it so where I went with that is it's the captain's daughter, and it's common knowledge that like she's gonna take over as captain mm-hmm. because she's the daughter, and so like the
1: first mate
0: the first mate. Is, like, fuck that. Like, that's my position. And essentially tells, like, the security officer <laughs> to go and kill her. <laughs> I- I'm liking the idea that
1: she ends up down with the janitorial staff. And, you know, like, there's-
0: <laughs> Oh, I see. Okay. That's where you're going with that. Yeah. So, right. she's sort of in the So, is this the on a starship? The- is this- Yeah. Yeah. Is this Star trek then? Uh, essentially? Whether it's Star Trek-y or, or, whether-,
1: or whether it's, like- um,
0: Battlestar—a little bit more
1: gritty, kind of like if you yeah. if you think of like the Nostromo from Aliens and that sort of stuff. How it's you know kind of okay. a, little bit, a little bit darker and
0: mm. um. Mm. There's just
1: something about you know the the um you know the Riker especially. <laughs> uh, it, oh yeah, yeah. You know, the Riker is basically you know sent her down into
0: well, no. Into I, peril. Think, I think. And- Well, I think the same way, though. Though, Like, I think Riker wanted it- <laughs> We're just going to call him Riker. Yeah. I think Riker <laughs> wanted her killed. Yeah. But just like in the original, uh yeah, the security officer- Wolf, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just so much easier. <laughs> I know. Was like, well, I don't want to just kill this innocent woman. So, what I'll do is say, look, I'm going to throw you down on the lower decks- you know, they never come down here. Just stay down here. Just live your life. Like never come back. But you know, I'm going to let you go.
1: Yeah. Oh, there's, there is one thing though. You can never go to the holodeck again. Yeah, you can never go to the holodeck again. So I I like the idea that it's it's basically they they talk talk about her going on an away mission and and you know then Captain Picard. So this is Picard's daughter, obviously. Um, you know. <laughs> Picard finds out that you know her being a redshirt, uh, she died, and all this sort of stuff, and yeah, so he's kind of. I distraught. love that.
0: I love that. I love that idea that I think they actually do go on an away mission. Like the way that Riker does this is is he's like, "We're setting up on a away mission. Worf, you're going down with Tasha Yar." No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. It's a, it's an imaginary Picard daughter yes um what's her name uh what's a good french name genevieve picard (laughs) genevieve (laughs) all right (laughs) genevieve picard yep goes down on the away mission is she like a science officer maybe um or like a low level like not a not in not in the bridge
1: crew no but she's she's you know well liked enough and and everyone everyone loves her sort of thing and you know that's why you know It looks as though when Jean-Luc actually passes away, everyone's sort of saying, oh, how good would it be to have Genevieve as our- as our captain? She- everyone loves her. You know, she's- she's just as smart as Jean-Luc. All this sort of stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so it's- yeah. There's- there's definitely the threat of nepotism there. And so, Riker- Riker's like, okay, Wolf, I'm- I'm setting this up. You're going to be down on an away mission with Genevieve. You- she's going to die. We're not actually going to put her in a red shirt, but we're going to red shirt her. And and Wolf goes, now, sir, why would I- (laughs) Why why would I go along with this? Why wouldn't I just turn you into John Luke? Because, Wolf, when I'm captain, you'll be my number one. I thought that you'd have some
1: some sort of blackmail against me, because I'm going to turn you into John Luke right now.
0: (laughs) Well, also, I know- that you fucking put makeup on those head ridges of yours to make them look ridgier. Oh shit! Uh, um,
1: well, right So now, I'll, listen. I
0: guess I'll. I'm just gonna sit weirdly on this chair backwards. <laughs> I'm just sit weirdly on this chair by by launching my leg over it and check out my cool beard. I'm gonna give you a big smile. And I'm gonna say, "Kill Genevieve." Uh.
1: Yeah, I, I guess consider it done. I don't want the secret of my makeup getting out. Oh my god! <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so, yeah, but of course, he doesn't kill her. He he instructs somehow Chief O'Brien gets, to to like um to beam her directly to the yeah, yeah. to the lower decks as an
1: explosion happens. Like I'm, I'm picturing, you know, he sort of tells Chief O'Brien, you know. This explosion is going to go down at this time. I need you to to like set uh, set in motion the the teleport just as this happens, yep. so it's not detected by by Riker, and uh she needs to be teleported down to like the cargo bays or whatever, and she can just yeah. And she goes she goes
0: down with like the janitorial staff <laughs> so that she- you never hear about. So she's in- down there. <laughs> yeah. What species are these janitorial staff? They don't know will have to be the same, no, necessarily. Are um, we thinking we've got um, a Ferengi? Oh, yeah. You gotta, f- you've got to have a Ferengi. You've, you've got to have- Definitely got Ferengi down there. A
1: Bajoran. Bring in some you've of the got that, a Bajoran um, in there. Deep Space Love.
0: <laughs> yep. Um, there's uh, there's uh, somehow a fucking rescued Borg. Uh, <laughs> I don't know when this is set. Whenever. Yeah, it, it's four of seven. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you've got a Vulcan. You've got a Vulcan. you got you got, like, a human. He's a dumb Vulcan. He's got, like, this dumb Vulcan. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't actually- So, I, I'm realising right now, as we say this, that there is a cartoon series that's just come out called Lower Decks, which is literally all the characters on the Lower Decks of Star Trek- Of a Star Trek ship. I haven't watched it. Apparently, it's really good. I've
1: been watching it, and that may be where I got some of the ideas from.
0: <laughs> oh, <God damn> it! <laughs> but, you know,
1: just, I just seen the it. idea of the Lower Decks. Like- Okay, um, okay, that's fine. Yeah, I haven't put anything else in. Like, R- yeah, Riker good. isn't there, you know, just uh, killing- No, no, I know. Killing people.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Um, all right, so- so <laughs> We've gone all fucking way over, Jesus. All right, to um, to finish this up, mm-hmm. the Snow White story, obviously, Riker somehow figures out- <laughs> R- Riker's finally <finding>, like, computer, <laughs> where is Genevieve Picard- Genevieve is on deck X3 In the janitorial area It's like what the fuck Alright Fucking uses the replicator To make a disguise for himself Goes down there It's like replicator One poisoned apple (laughs) No way Tea Earl Grey Poisoned (laughs) <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> They're great poison, that's great. And then
0: yeah, and then obviously like who saves her? Who's the who's the love interest? Is it O'Brien? Maybe it's O'Brien. Well, I know O'Brien's a- got a wife though. Uh it's fucking Wesley. Oh, I was thinking that.
1: But- <laughs> 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 oh <laughs> Shit! What, what's the what's the character's name? We always I always like like the character. I've forgotten his fucking name. Um, in TNG, in TNG, uh, Andy Barclay. Is it no?
0: Oh, Barclay, Barclay. broccoli. <laughs> it's Reginald
1: broccoli. Barclay. There you go, Reginald Barclay, played by Dwight Schultz. Um, All right. So it's, it's definitely got to be Reg, because okay, Reg is just awesome. Reg.
0: But there's there's no <laughs> there's no him. um
1: there's no romantic thing that actually happens here. Like
0: You don't think it's romantic, he just but he saves it. He yeah. like figures it out or something and, and finds the cure. And uh then they eject Riker into space
1: and uh And then we find out the whole time that like that, it was that Thomas it was evil, Riker it was evil version <laughs> Riker. It was Thomas yeah. Riker. It wasn't it wasn't the the um William Riker Riker that we all loved. Um so what happened in one of the earlier series is that there was a there was a big disaster on a planet and Riker got beamed up just as um some some failures happened on a planet. But there was also like this radiation in the atmosphere and at the same time um that Will got beamed up, the radiation deflected a second uh, Bean yeah. And it duplicated Riker So one Riker Thomas Riker Ended up On the planet For many many years And the All other War right. Riker was actually You know Made it onto Made it onto the Enterprise Yeah um, Gotcha So right. they did bring back Thomas Riker At one stage He became part of Like The marquee, Like Right Yeah Yeah Just just around the time That Voyager started But All right. Yeah I like the idea <clears throat> of, re- okay, of bringing back cool. Thomas Riker
0: It's it's Thomas Riker and uh Bill Riker was like fucking tied, tied, tied up in a yep. turbo closet somewhere. <laughs> and no one no one missed you. No one knew. For months and months.
1: <laughs> After they defeated Thomas Riker three months later, you you see someone go to the go to the closet, open it up and a skeleton of of, oh, <laughs> of Riker just falls out. <laughs> still got the beard.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. We've got to end it. Um, Thank you for joining us this week on Bitstorm. This episode's probably as long as second 200. Uh, (laughs) If you want to find us online, see all of our previous episodes, go back and listen to the actual click pictures that we originally did uh, for some of these second chance click pictures. You can go to podchaser.com slash Bitstorm. All of our stuff is up there. We're also part of the 8-Bit Collective, and this is a group of podcasts around pop culture and video games and tabletop games. So much cool stuff. So many great shows. Go to 8-Bit.net and definitely check some of those out. And while you're checking those out, also check out the Australasian Gaming Podcast
1: Network on Facebook or at AGP Network on Twitter. For all your Australasian Gaming Podcast needs. And finally, we would love to thank the wonderful musicians of the band dust of which we are part of, uh, for the use of the song Matt Defiance off the album Containment Failure.
0: That's right. So, thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. Uh, and I'm about to shoot you at the airlock. <laughs> <laughs>